Welcome to the Anthony Q Podcast. We are here to discover the potential of the human body through fitness and wellness. So what I'm going to do with this first podcast is just to be me by myself. I'm going to tell you a little bit about who I am, where I kind of see the future of the podcast going as of now, which we all know anything can change. This is basically a introduction to who I am and what my goal in this podcast is. So I want to step back to really know who I am to see where I've come from because I realized the other day that whenever I look at how people were as a kid, they carry these same characteristics as when they're older. So some of my characteristics as a child were hard-headed. <laughs> I'm, I'm stubborn. Uh, whenever I do something, I want to do it the right way. I want to know as much information about it as possible. I have these, I don't want to say perfectionist uh, ideologies, but kind of tendencies where my bathroom drawer uh, might not be the cleanest, but whenever... I get my get in a certain mood of doing something. I want to know everything about that thing and I like almost obsess about it. I want to become the best at that thing that I can be. If you ask my wife, she'll say, "Yeah, Anthony whenever he gets into anything, he goes 100% in. That's all he researches until he knows so much about it that once he gets his hands on this new thing that he's doing, he's already 10 steps above anyone else. So that's kind of how I've always been. I've always been curious. I've always been interested in research. Whenever I was 13, I started trying to figure out why do we need vitamins? What vitamins are beneficial for the body? And then that kind of led me into wanting to write a book on nutrition at the age of 13. But at that time, of course, I don't know enough. So my idea was like a guide to, to vitamins. Say you're on diet um, A. Uh, let's, let's say the Atkins diet at that time. There are certain nutrients you're not getting. So I'm like, yeah, these people might not be getting enough of this vitamin. So I'm going to write this little quick guide book to show them what vitamins they can take without getting a lot of carbohydrates. Like if you want vitamin A, eat grape leaves because those are higher. Grape leaves have a higher concentration of vitamin A than another food group. So you don't have to eat as much of them. So that's kind of how I started into the nutritional side of things. And before that, probably whenever I was 10, probably 10 or 12, one of my brother's friends got his uh, license in massage therapy. I always hung out with my brother's friends. He's uh, he's older than me, so I always I grew up with an older group. And his friend came over and he was like, "Yeah, check out what I learned." And he was like doing some like stuff on my uh, shoulders and back, and I just got fascinated by how the muscles can hurt but feel good. And if you've ever got a massage or did foam rolling or any type of muscle manipulation. Uh, you you feel that like it kind of hurts, but it kind of feels good. So whenever I'm this young, I'm thinking, what like what is this? You know, I'm not 
quite into working out yet, but I've, I've started picking up massage therapy books and like books with a lot of pictures in it to show you like how to massage. And I've always loved giving my parents massages and siblings massages. I was always interested in that aspect of the human body, like the musculature. Then it was probably later, I was probably 14 whenever I got my first weight set, maybe a little younger, uh, somewhere in junior high, got my first weight set. And along with the weight set, I got a punching bag because my dad was into boxing. So he wanted to like show me some stuff. So I did that and he was kind of interested in getting me into weightlifting and I always looked up to him. So I was like, yeah, let's do this. Um, Sorry, getting choked up a little bit here, but he was always my like mentor, which most parents or fathers are to, to a young boy. So I was wanting to do everything that he was into. Anytime he'd mow the yard, help him mow the yard. Anytime, you know, we would, I got into drumming because of him. Um, <laughs> so there's many things I, I always liked working on stuff with him. He was a carpenter. He was a man of many trades. So that got passed along to me. And whenever I started lifting, he kind of was the type of person where he didn't push anything on me. He would let me figure things out on my own. Yeah, there was a couple times where I would disassemble a radio or find a, a drill that may have not been working that I would pull apart to figure out why it wasn't working, then I wouldn't put it back together. And he'd be upset with me, but he understood because he was the same way. So... All of this is leading into once I start working out, I'm starting to like have all these connections of what we put in our body affects how we work out. But it was stemmed on the idea that I was seeing people take supplements. Uh, Some of my oldest brother's friends, he would, one of his friends would come over, work out, and he was taking these uh, like weight gain uh, protein drinks or something. And I was, he would want to work out. And so we were like working out. I was kind of following what they were doing. And it was, I was doing that probably for about, until I was 18, 17 or 18 is whenever I was kind of just like playing around with stuff. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just doing stuff. Once I turned 17 or 18, I had a membership to a gym and I'd go there. I would use some of the machines walk on the treadmill, kind of do what the typical person does whenever they know nothing about how to work out. And it wasn't until after I got a job at a machine shop with uh, one of my buddies, and there was this old school Marine who was, uh, (laughs) I was kind of intimidated by, I only met him one time and we did some Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but whenever... I went to get this job the first week there. My friend, I think he went on vacation somewhere. So knowing that the, the Marine and him were friends, I was like kind of intimidated. Like, I don't like this guy seems like a badass, whatever. Super nice guy. He was the catalyst to feeding me all the new advice on nutrition on working out, what a kettlebell was, how to do a deadlift. I remember the first time we were all together, they were doing deadlifts. 
with 135 on the plate. They would just do as many reps as possible, and the next person would do it, and then it was my turn. I went to do it, and he's like, what are you doing? I was like, just lifting this weight. He's like, no, your form's off. Like, okay, like, what do I do? And he's like, tuck your butt. Like, you're up too high. You're bending at the back. So he's like, here. So he got a bar, put 10-pound plates on each side, raised it to the same height, and he's like, do it there. It's like, okay, like, the weight didn't seem heavy, but I wasn't doing it correctly. (laughs) So I'm doing these 65-pound deadlifts. It probably takes me a week, and then I jump up another 10 pounds, another week. I jump up to 135, and I start doing these 135 uh, deadlifts at one to two reps each. And I just caught this bug of lifting heavy weights. So every day at work, we would have a 10 o'clock break for 20 minutes, and then we'd have a lunch break. Outside, we had a big-ass chain, a tire we would flip, and a sledgehammer, and then like a an 18-wheeler tire that we'd uh, like hammer. And we built the hammer. I think it was like probably like a 40, 50-pound hammer. <laughs> So during our 20 minute break, we would do this CrossFit style, you know, dragging chains, very explosive movement workouts, drag the chain one way, come back, flip the tire, then switch the chain off to the next person. And so we're just doing the circuit. Then at 12 o'clock, I would normally do a workout with them and it was all strength based. One day we'd work on just squats. Next day it'd be deadlifts. One day it would be bench press. And we would just kind of go through the different strength training phases until he bought some kettlebells or brought uh, three or four kettlebells to the job. And then we started doing these videos. He had a little DVD player that was like an all-in-one DVD player screen. He took that up and we would sit there on our lunch break doing kettlebell exercises to some, it was some woman who... All I remember is she would say, now squeeze those glutes, boys. (laughs) So that was always our thing that we would talk about. Squeeze those glutes as we're doing kettlebell swings and the different stuff. And after leaving that job, I carried this love for strength training with me. I tried doing some dieting stuff while I was there, eating healthier. I never could get abs and I you know everyone wants to have that six-pack so he's like well if you want to get abs the best way to do it is to lose body fat he's like try this Adkins diet so okay I'll try it out I was eating pretty low carb but not low carb enough to get into ketosis because I had the urine strips I'd pee on them nothing would happen so he's like do this eat a lot of coconut oil and bacon just high fat foods with a little bit of protein. You're probably eating too much protein, drinking too much water and eating too many other carbohydrate meals within like, you know, whenever you're going out to the restaurants or whatever. So I was like, okay, did that for two days, got into ketosis. I stayed in ketosis. So this, I wouldn't consider healthy, but I got into ketosis. I weighed starting at the job. I weighed 180. Whenever I got, whenever I started working out a little bit, I got down to 170. I got down to 142, 142 pounds on a six foot frame. I did not look healthy. (laughs) I was doing the Atkins diet or this very low carb diet, unhealthy diet, because I wasn't eating any other 
good quality foods probably for about two months dropped all this weight and the guy that I got the job with my friend he came up to me one day and he's like you look weird I was like well what the hell is that supposed to mean I look weird he's like your head looks really big for your body like you don't you look like sickly or something and I was like all right so I looked at myself I was like wait I weigh 142 I don't have abs what the hell like that's why I wanted to lose the weight not realizing that I was losing all this weight but I wasn't building a strong core I wasn't properly uh, providing my body with the nutrition I needed so all of this progresses into I leave that job I'm working at a hospital meet some more people I start talking to people about fitness and at the age of probably 16 17 I started helping other people get into weightlifting so going back a little bit uh, I would just have friends come over and I'm like yeah let's lift these weights you know still not knowing anything I'd get friends to go to the gym with me to do some machine stuff with me then after I learned how to lift weights properly then I started trying to help people out I know how to lift the weights properly let me help other people lift weights properly because I saw this progression I didn't know what I was doing but I saw small gains like I got stronger and that was exciting to me and then that was whenever I was younger and then now I'm like 18 still young but I know a little bit more so I want to share this information with people and the people I was helping out they definitely got some results and then I started looking back into I need to figure out what to eat so I started you know dabbling all these different diets I tried going straight vegan uh, to see what it would do to my body. I always had this like scientific uh, experimentation thing going on because I did the Atkins diet. That was like the first proper, I guess, diet that I followed. And after following that diet and then trying an Atkins diet and then the Mediterranean diet and just all these different little diets that I thought would give me these abs, I realized that's not what is going to help me. Eating whole foods and I'll get it more into this later on, but having these whole foods come into my body to nourish my body while lifting weights and staying moving will optimize my performance in the gym. So I started helping other people. I got back into this uh, this nutrition thing from whenever I was younger. I started looking into all the nutrition again. Well, now I'm older and I the internet's easier to access stuff so I'm looking into more things and now I'm helping people with diets. Still don't know what the hell I'm doing. Have have no idea. But I know I do want to help people. So I go into a, a Word document and I'm emailing people these ways to help them lose weight or gain weight and work out and what type of workouts they should do. I'm sure if I looked back at them, they would be garbage. But these people were still getting results. Just like any personal trainer out there knows, whenever you first start personal training and you look back a year, six months, ten years, you were probably doing the worst possible thing at the beginning, but you learn. Life is about learning. So all of this ties into later on in life. You know, after working at the hospital, I'm like, oh, I want to help people. I'm starting to get these connections and what do I, what can I do with that? 
I became a mechanic for a while. I was, I loved doing that because it was, I loved the diagnostics and trying to figure out what the problem was, but I got bored with it. Then I got the job at the machine shop and I was running machines, trying to understand trigonometry, how to properly design things with different tolerances. So that was exciting because now I'm creating something. Then whenever I'm working at the hospital, I decide, oh, like maybe I want to go into health. And I really enjoy working at the hospital. So I started talking to doctors and nurses and just everyone in the area. So my thought was, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to pursue medicine. Start going to community college. Take some of my basic classes. I'm like, okay, this isn't too bad. I kind of fell in love with English, which I never loved in the past, but I realized that what I learned in the past was you have to write this way, this way, this way. And I wrote in my own ways. I didn't like following. I just like typing. I type stuff up. Then I break everything down. Whereas in school, they taught me start here then go to here, then do this paragraph and then break this paragraph down and then have your conclusion. That's not how I operated. If I did that, I never, I never did well. Well, in college, my professor was like, yeah, you write how you want to write, and then we can go from there. So I started just typing stuff up, and I created thousand-word, you know, papers. That's like the most I've ever done at that time. And I was like, holy shit, I can actually write, and I'm enjoying this. And a thousand words is, whenever you're first starting, you know, to get into English is a lot of words. You're like, God, that's like so many. (laughs) It's two pages. That's crazy. And so I took this knowledge base of I'm getting into college, I'm learning stuff that I don't know, and I'm realizing that I like learning new things. So from there, I keep going to college, I still want to do medicine, I moved to Austin with plans on trying to go to UT or uh, Texas State, and I had a 4.0 GPA, and so I applied to uh, to UT, didn't get accepted. Okay, that's cool. I also applied to Texas State, got accepted. Didn't really care, and I kind of look at it got it now, which was a blessing because Texas State University is one of the m- most beautiful campuses I've ever seen in Texas. I haven't been all over the world and looked at campuses. Well, Point Loma University in California, that's a pretty sweet campus too, but our campus has a river flowing through it. So... I'm going to, uh, let me get back on, on topic. I wanted to get into medicine. I'm still pursuing, still pursuing pre-med. And I realized that I'm not good at chemistry. I really liked biology. So I changed my, uh, major from biology with a emphasis or with a minor in chemistry to biology and biochemistry. Okay, that way I have a little less chemistry to do and it's more based on biological functions. My advisor kept telling me to take whatever psychology classes I wanted, whatever art classes I wanted. Okay, my brother's a psychologist. I always kind of picked up on some of his uh, psychology books and those are always interesting to me, how the human brain worked. And I'm taking these classes and I really enjoy them. And then I start picking up art and I really enjoy that. I never would have thought I liked an art class, but I took my first art class was an ancient art to medieval. And I'm 
go. I love all the architecture and learning new things about different worlds and different cultures through the perspective of the art during that time. Then, after a year and a half, two years in my college career, I realized that my grades aren't doing as well as I need them to do to get into medical school. I have all these other classes. I'm going to have to retake classes because now I finally got a new uh, advisor that said, yeah, all these classes you took, those don't count to anything. I was like, well, the previous advisor told me to take whatever. <laughs> They're like, why? I was like, that's, I don't know. I just thought I could take it and that would cover it. So then I, during this time, I meet my wife, Lindsay. And I see that, you know, she loves her job as a teacher. And then I started following some doctors and reading a lot of forums on what, how the doctors felt about their current jobs with the uh, current medical climate and insurance and all this stuff. And I realized that my passion for wanting to help people, being a doctor wouldn't help people the way I want to help people. I would only get to spend 10 or so minutes with the patient and then spend 40, 50 minutes on paperwork and other stuff. Like you're just rushing in and out of these patient rooms and you can't address their problems. You're fixing their issues with a Band-Aid. And I didn't realize this before. And I was like, why didn't I ever think to, you know, I'm talking to all these doctors and they love their job. Why didn't I ever think to ask these basic questions about how my mentality, how my state of my love for wanting to help people could relate to being a doctor? I never thought to ask that. So then I changed my major to education. I'm like, well, Lindsay has off, you know, we're married now. She has off summers. That'd be nice to have off all summers and all the holidays. We'd have those days off together and we could spend time traveling because that was the first time I traveled. It was whenever we got married and went on our honeymoon. That was the first time on a plane, freaking the hell out. <laughs> but I fell in love with it. So I'm like, yeah, that'd be perfect. Same schedule. I get to help people out. I love teaching people. And, and then I get transferred over into the education department. I'm taking, now my major is uh, exercise sports science with a teaching certification. And I love all my exercise sports science classes. This is really whenever I started just blossoming into this deep passion where people knew more about nutrition and physiology and human psychology of sports than I knew. So I did well in these classes. I was doing like awesome. I was like, this is what I should have been doing the whole time. Well, towards the end of my, I had two semesters left, which I thought. And I went to my advisor. The advisor told me, you're going to have another four semesters here. I was like, that means I'll be here for six years. I don't want to be in college for six more years. I want to, like, I'm married. I want to get my life started, but I want to put all my eggs in the college basket for now so I can get through college faster. So after all this, I decided, how can I get out of, like, how can I get out of here faster? And I ended up going through another somewhat newer program called general studies. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what that means, but I'll get out of here in two semesters instead of four semesters. Okay, so I talked to the advisor over there. They broke down everything that I was doing, 
what track I should follow. And they were like, yeah, this is like, everything you're doing is perfect, but what you have to have three minors. Your minors are all over the place. You have all these biology classes and science classes. You have all these math classes from then you have all these psychology classes. Like why, why are you taking biology and psychology? Like they didn't understand that. And then you have all these exercise sports science classes. And I told him, I was like, yeah, so this is what happened. And after that, they're like, okay, well, you can't get into our program unless you can explain how three minors can come together to create a cohesion for your future. So I'm sitting there at the table like, shit, what am I going to do? And so within four or five seconds of thinking about it, I told the guys, like, okay, look, I want to ultimately help people out. I want to have my own facility where I can fix people's issues through working out. And I can do that because now from all my biology classes, I understand the biological levels of how the human body works. I understand the cellular functions and why these different processes make things happen. And then I have exercise sport science that taught me the physiology, the how to teach people how to work out, how to move properly. And the human psychology aspect is to help individuals while working out get past these hurdles of, I can't gain weight. I can't lose weight. I can't break these plateaus. I, I'm an athlete and I injured myself and now I have these, you know, like this idea that I can't no longer play this sport that I want to play. So I'm a biologist teaching people or teaching through the understanding of how the cellular system works, understanding the biomechanics of exercise and the physiological aspects of how nutrition interacts with our body. And then I can provide the feedback of the psychological motivation for people, how to talk to individuals. And he's like, that's it. He's like, that is the best combination, the most unique combination that I've ever seen. He's like, I think you'll definitely be able to get in. It's like, cool. He's like, but you have to talk to the head advisor here. He's like, okay, cool. <laughs> so went in there, talked to her. She just laid everything out for me again. Like these were the best advisors I had in the whole Texas State career. Uh, it was, she was like, yeah, everything you're saying is great. Now let's get you through these things. Now you have to take two of these general study classes, which brought me to working on different aspects of my future. So now I'm looking at everything. These two classes are building my business for the future. So I'm the whole time I'm working on what I want to do, my dream in a classroom. Ended up graduating and realized that from when I was young, all the different things that I would do from you know, eating quote unquote bad to fixing my diet by eating a sandwich, like sandwiches were healthier than Oreos, <laughs> like crazy paths along the way. I've reached this point now to where I can help people through nutrition, 
whether they need to be on a low carb diet to get rid of certain issues, whether they need to be on a, a complex carbohydrate style diet. Everyone's different. Everyone has to experience life in a different way. Whenever I start working with people with exercise, I can see I've always been into the diagnostic side of things whenever uh, I was like a mechanic. So looking at people's biomechanics, I can see that this person has a deviation here. Like something's not adding up. Why is the knee caving in? So now that I understand how biomechanics works, I can say, yeah, you have this pronation of the foot or you have external rotation of the right knee, but not the left knee. Your back is over uh, like hyper lordotic. Whenever you're going into a squat position, your shoulders around and back, your head's forward, backwards, whatever. Like I'm able to point all this stuff out to people and then they can see. So now whenever I work with individuals, I get to add all this, all my knowledge to these people to help them. And looking at what I know now, I feel like I know a lot, but I look back and say, I always thought I knew a lot, but now I don't know that much. Now I feel like if you ever looked at uh, Kruger's, the Kruger effect, the Dunning-Kruger effect, sorry, it is when you first get into something, you're very confident in what you know. After a couple of years, you realize you know nothing. And then it takes you about 10 years of mastery and expertise to realize that you know enough, but you're still growing. So I feel like after, you know, being into health and fitness for well over 15 years now that I've definitely grown a lot and now I know how to help people, but I still will not stop learning. So the whole purpose of this podcast is to kind of illustrate where I come from. I want to show people that my strengths of being curious, being, you know, wanting to create things and wanting to understand how things worked, understanding this idea that I enjoyed being around people and the way I reflect towards a certain person can make them change how they're perceiving like our relationship. All these situations now lead me to want to talk to other people. I want to share my knowledge with other people and then allow other people to share their knowledge with y'all, everyone listening. I think that throughout this platform, being that podcast is a new way to communicate with people, I feel like I can reach more people and help more people. Maybe not me. Maybe it's a guest I have on. Maybe someone has a story that can relate to what you're going through. I know there's many times that I talk to people, they say something, and then these two things that had no relationship together now snaps together. I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense now. So that's what I'm hoping for this podcast. I'm hoping that you can listen to me. I probably won't do too many by myself, but if there's a topic that I want to cover, I might try to do like short um, episodes, maybe five, 10 minutes long or however I feel much time is needed to discuss the topic. But most of my podcasts are probably going to be with people talking at least an hour. If we go for three hours, then that's just what it's going to be. So with all that said, my future is to 
enrich other people's lives so they can become a better human being that is fully optimized in their whole life with diet, nutrition as one, movement, biomechanical assessment as another, the understanding of how you work and how you're motivated through self-fulfilling joys of life, spiritual engagement, and all the small things of how much sleep do you need, all the little things that contribute to you creating the fullest life possible. So soon I'll have another podcast up, but this is just the intro and hopefully in the future we'll get some good guests on here and that'll be it. So hope you look forward to the future of the, this podcast. Thank you.